Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You'll never, get a, you'll never get a player again if you do that. That's what I I'm mean, talking about. Young yeah. folks are paying attention, they're locked in, and it's who you're trying to recruit. And so if you want to, to your point, have a successful basketball program, uh, you better look like, and really it needs to be more than look like. You, we've seen it. College football, Mike Norvell, uh, we've seen it everywhere. You better be with the program, not just look like you are. Right. So anyway, that's uh, that's the latest uh, from the NCAA. They'll be able to uh, wear social justice messages on the back of their jersey names, um, you know, phrases, whatever the case may be. So uh, there you have it. News on the NCAA front. All right. We will come back. Um, The SEC and the ACC are, uh, are, are a little bit at odds about the college football season. We will jump into that. A lot more to come in the rundown. That's up next. Jason and John, 92 FM, ESPN. The Mid-South's number one for sports. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis. On the radio.com live and rewind anytime. Smart speakers just say, play 92.9 ESPN. Hey, guy trying to shingle his own roof. Yeah. Don't you have a degree in business? Why, yes, I do. Why are you trying to remodel your own roof? I figured I could save some money. Do you really know what you're doing? I watch some videos. Are you warranting your own work? Can I do that? Looks like you need to replace some wood as well. Ah, it's okay. Exactly. Call Bennett Roofing. With over 20 years' experience, they make sure your roofing work is done right. Call 901-359-9708 or BennettRoofingMemphis.com. My City Rides allows you to lease to own a brand new motor scooter to get where you need to go, and they provide training with their scooter school. We're talking with rider Mike Davis. Mike, how does it feel to be out on your scooter? I love riding around town on my scooter, especially in the spring and the fall. I like taking longer rides from Midtown to Shelby Forest or Shelby Farms. Downtown is awesome because the small scooter can park almost anywhere. I understand scooter riders are called flyers. Do you see many when you're out? Yes, I see flyers all around town. It's wonderful to see them. It's even better when we're stopped and get the chance to talk. Okay, when it comes to taking care of your scooter, I understand My City Rides has a great support team. Tell us about that. It's fantastic. The staff at My City Rides is very well trained, and they even help you schedule your maintenance. You don't have to keep up with calendars or schedules or anything on your own. They'll text or email you when it's time for a service appointment. I did have one flat, and My City Rides sent a truck out, picked up my scooter, and had the tire replaced in two hours. Thanks, Mike. To find out more, visit MyCityRides.org. That's MyCityRides.org. It's the mid-1980s, the San Fernando Valley, the X-rated capital of the world, and Tracy Lords reigns supreme. Tracy was like, you know, the queen. Only, it turns out, the biggest star in adult isn't one. A young woman widely publicized under the name of Tracy Lords may legally be just a child. But what if the victim here is also the villain, and the villain also the victim? Tracy was a smart manipulator. From C-13 Originals and me, Lily Analek, this is Once Upon a Time in the Valley, a real-life thriller featuring Ashley West. I'll never forget 1985. She said to me, Christy, don't ever let them use you. Listen to Once Upon a Time in the Valley for free now on Radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your shows. The best best radio stations in America live on Radio.com. Atlanta's V103, number one for hip-hop and R&B. The world-famous 106.7 KROQ, L.A. and Orange County's alternative. Chicago's finest rock, 93XRT. 
Alice at 97.3 with the Bay Area's best music and lots more. Find them and listen to what you want when you want on Radio.com, on your desktop, smart speakers, or the free Radio.com app. The Grizz are back in action. Catch the games at Elbow, where you will find the best handmade burgers from locally sourced beef, turkey, and black bean patties. And right now, they have Grizz Fever. Special burger and draft combos like the Grizz. Double meat, double cheese, double bacon. It's a real triple-double. Plus the three-pint play. That's three cold pints for $10. And the always great burger of the day. So catch the Grizz in action at Elbow. The Grizzlies, food and fun at Elbow. 2021 Madison, just west of Overton Square. Find your keys. Find your get up and go. Find pants that aren't sweats. Find the world is new again. At Chevy, we want to take you there in a stylish new blazer where bold, sophisticated design meets agile performance. Or go off the beaten path in the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Maybe even slide behind the wheel of a new Equinox and discover the small SUV that's up for just about anything, anytime. It's up to you. So find your friends and your favorite playlist. Find blue skies and some fresh air and your sense of wonder. Find your perfect Chevy online or at your local Chevy dealer so you can find new roads again. Right now, combine $5,000 cash allowance and $1,000 option package discounts for a total value of $6,000 on a 2020 Silverado 1500 Crew Cab All-Star Z71. Visit Jimmy Gray Chevrolet, your Mid-South Chevy dealer. Not available with special financing, lease, and some other offers. Take new retail delivery by 8-3-2020. Now, Back to the Jason and John Show. Jason Smith and John Martin on 92.9 FM ESPN, Memphis's sports station. Jason and John, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Everybody around this time, we do the rundown. Let's do it. Now, it's the rundown. The biggest stories from Jason and John. Everything y'all need on 92.9 FM, ESPN. First story. All right, so it looks like our picture is coming into view for what the fall is going to look like for college football. Uh, the ACC announced yesterday that its teams are going to play an 11-game season. That includes a 10-game conference schedule and one non-conference game. The SEC announced uh, that its path forward is going to uh, look like a 10-game conference-only slate for the 2020 season. This is a little bit at odds because the ACC was trying to preserve the ACC versus SEC uh, matchups by going 11 as opposed to 10. Uh, clearly, these leagues are not communicating uh, on uh, on very much, but uh, that seems to be the direction that college football is going this season. And I will even go a step further. I think whatever college football does is what college basketball is going to do. If college football says we're going to go college uh, conference only, then in short order, I would expect the college basketball uh, side of it to announce the same thing. I think sort of, Jason, you and I have been operating on that um, assumption pretty much for the last month, month and a half, that college basketball is going to happen, but it's going to happen, you know, league only um, because you limit your, your travel and mm-hmm. you limit your number of games. And, 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 and also, by the way, you can push that back to January. And if we're going to, you know, if as Bill Gates says, we're going to have the, the death rate in this country um, cut by a significant margin, which would hopefully mean that case counts are cut by a significant margin, then you can imagine a world where it's safe, you know, or certainly safer than today. Um, and so I expect this in college football. I expect the conference-only uh, slate for the majority of, of, of leagues. And, you know, I know that the American, for example, with Memphis wants to play, you know, all its games. But, you know, I, just don't, I don't think it's going to be tenable. I think you're, you're logistically working through some nightmares here. And I actually, Jay, I don't know about you, but I think a conference, I mean, it's not like college football is this great, you know, non-conference um, sport anyway. I mean, you're, you're, the, the great non-conference matchups are few and far between. It's almost like you have to wade through the non-conference games to get to the good ones. So it's, it's, it's not like, I don't, I don't think we'll be missing out on a lot, but 
you know, I, I, it'll feel like a full season to me if they play a 10-game, 11-game, you know, basically a 10-game conference schedule. Won't it feel like that to you, too? I mean, compar- comparatively speaking to what we could have had, uh, which is nothing at all or, or a much shorter season, sure. Uh, that compared to, 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 to the, and an ultra shorter alternative, yeah, that'll feel uh, like mostly a full season. I think if you, if you get, you know, just not – if you get more than two weeks – John, I think for the most part, we're talking sticking here into college football. I think you know you'll you'll feel like you had something. Um, again, you know it's 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 sort of like it's sort of like Ross said when when that Marlin story came out. You're, you're oh my gosh, can can you do anything outside of a bubble? And and we were asking we were asking those questions legitly. And, and you see the news with the Marlins and, and 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 right now no Phillies players, so it looks like they played the game, but they did have an attendant and a coach. Uh, come down positive. I think that was the most recent news, but no players. And so to that point, since that story's broken, I I guess we've leaned back toward um, hopefully you can do this thing. Still a different thing. Football, we know a different thing than than baseball. I still get the feeling, though, John, watching to your point where we started, um, SEC just not going to stop. I mean, there's too much at stake here. And like we said yesterday, whether this is really just an admittance that this is in a way, professional sports, because of how important uh, from a financial standpoint football is and men's basketball as well in some places, but football particularly is to college athletics and keeping it afloat because you're not just talking about keeping football going. You're talking about keeping the rest of your athletic department for your sports going for the most part because of how much this this does. So, again, it feels like, yes, John, even a couple of days from when you're saying, whoa, 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 that we're leaning back towards everybody moving forward like they feel like they're, they're they, they need to and what would you know college football at student athletes playing football in in some yeah. cases where you don't even have student athletes on campus i don't know how morally right that is but it sure seems like what we're headed to well hell if we're doing it in high school uh, <laughs> you know in I mean, some we're places we're, we're doing tennessee you know you know it, 37 states out of the 50 are, are doing high school football you know so but are all, of the, are all of those states, though, are all of them starting virtual is the point. I don't think all of those are starting know. virtual. That, that, that's a big part of it, right? You're saying it's well, not I safe mean, enough to be on. Because if you're saying in some states it is, and I think Mississippi and others have started and they're in, well, then that's a, that's a different thing. Uh, and, and we can go back and forth on that. But in this case, right. it's, you're not even going to have your, your students there. So how can you play football? That, a little bit of difference here, at least. I just want those yeah, 37, I mean, how many of those are starting virtually or have decided to stay virtual? Optically, for sure. But it, it does feel like when we were talking about college football in, I guess, late April, May, that was one of the hurdles. It's like how can you, in, in good conscience, knowing that these, these guys are It was a given. They said there's no way you can amateurs. do it, right? Yeah, because it's amateur. But now, but now it feels Everybody's like we have totally, like, we have totally said to hell with that. We're just going to play. That's why I say we're, we're like going to we... admit it in, in playing these games. We're going to admit it as, yeah. a, as, as a society, as you know, folks that take in college athletics. Well, I mean, it was only a facade anyway. I mean, we, you but and we I t- don't, and, and nobody with a brain thinks those guys are actually amateurs. It's just a, it's just a presentation. It's just like that's the, that's the weak facade that they have to put on for that system the system could be at, at risk here the system's at it is because again sure. the players john the players ain't getting anything what a stipend and don't give me that garbage about the the education and how much it's worth when the the, mm-hmm. NBA, the ncaa is literally making millions off these guys backs like are, are we serious and so from that's no from that standpoint i mean yeah you can look at it and say you know uh, uh, we know that there's millions being made and it's just like professional athletics only difference these guys aren't getting paid they can, they're not Correct. getting their true worth in most of these right. cases, and we're using the guise of amateurism as the reason not to give it to them. So, right. so that's why we said morally there's no way the NCAA can allow this to happen because it's their guys. Uh, the fact that we're saying, oh, these guys are amateurs. They're really going to show us they're, by allowing these games to start up. And, look, I know we need it. Memphis football needs to play to keep that athletic department afloat, to keep – you know, to keep folks employed over there, uh, to not be hemorrhaging money. There's no question about it. And they actually they need tick they need butts and seats to help with that. But um, now we're we're gonna we're gonna hit this one way or the other, John. And and it's when we do, we'll be finally admitting that these guys aren't amateurs, and this is this is essentially professional athletics. So um, at this point, what is your own personal expectation? Is your own personal expectation that college football starts, doesn't finish, starts, stops, then finishes? Like, what are you sort of? What is your I, personal expectation for I think college the, football season? The, the starting and stopping, I think, uh, are probably going to be much more prevalent with lower-level conferences and schools. 
Well, you'll, you'll, you'll see that more often. With the big boys, man, where you've, you know, SEC included, I think for the most part you build in some flexibility in that schedule, and they're going to go, go, go. As long as they don't have a team full of, you know, 20, 30 positive tests and don't have to pull out for a week or two or whatever it's going to be, uh, I think you're going to see the big boys go, go, go. And to the point that we did make that I think is going to stand up at the very beginning of this, that divide between the haves and the haves not is going to get greater. Because, again, if you've got a Memphis football program or, uh, that can't play a full slate of games or get people in there, you know, you fall further and further behind the big boys. The, John, they're going to get this in, the 10 games, what, what, for the SEC, 11 for the AC, because of the TV contracts, because of that monstrous money that's at stake. They're trying to, you know, kind of offset the losses they're already going to have from the ticket sales. They've got that. Memphis doesn't have that monster 35 to $40 million coming in off a TV contract. And so Memphis and a bunch of other schools. And so that's what I think, John, is that it's going to be so much harder to do it put together a full season outside of those big conferences and that the big one's just going to roll on without you. So you're not counting the American as one of those? I mean, I'd love, you know, I know Oresco would, would say, man, what are you doing right now if we, you know, we didn't call it the Power Six? But um, look, you're, you're getting six, seven million dollars a year from your media rights deal. The, the, the big schools are getting 35 to 50. It ain't the same, John. I, right. I, I, uh, yes, can the AAC can the AAC compete with the big boys? We've seen that year after year, uh, and, and they're doing it in football. But 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 is it the same? Is it the same playing field? Heck no. That's not even a conversation worth having. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it looks as though uh, it looks as though that's how college football is going to be. Ten games. Uh, maybe the SEC and the ACC work it out to where they have that one non-conference. But um, at this point, and again, it felt like two weeks ago that this thing was probably on the brink. And I guess it, 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 it is, it's always going to be on the brink, no matter what, even if they start games, it's going to be on the brink. But it seems like they're going to – they're pretty resolute in trying to get this thing off the ground and could be a conference-only way. That's the way to do it. So that's the latest in college football. Next story. All right, restart, NBA restart. We touched on it uh, to start the show. Uh, and tonight you'll have Jazz Pelicans. That game, I believe, at 530 uh, 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 starting at 5.30 here Central Time. Uh, the, the nightcap is Clippers-Lakers. Everybody excited about that. We're more excited, obviously, about the Grizzlies starting up. Uh, tomorrow, game you'll be able to hear right here on 92.9 FM ESPN starting at 3 o'clock. Pre-game. 2.30. Pre-game starts at 2.30. We're getting back to a new normal. The whole thing. Around here. Jessica Benson making her preseason, uh, her, her, her pre-game debut tomorrow at 2.30. Looking forward to that as well. Uh, uh, hearing Jessica Benson as well on that. Um, ESPN has got a list of the key matchups to watch, and it goes right along with what we've been saying here in Memphis, right there at the top are, are Memphis's matchups against New Orleans and Portland, and particularly what what, what it has to say about those two matchups. I thought was 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 uh, uh, noteworthy here. Grizzlies will open their seeding games as we know against the Blazers, who are marginally ahead of New Orleans for ninth, but have a more difficult schedule of seeding games. There's no question about it. We told you the Pelicans only played two teams with a record above 500. That makes the Memphis game virtually a must-win. They agree with us, a must-win for the Blazers to ultimately reach the playoffs. So right off the bat, I'm telling you right now, if Portland doesn't win that game to start it off, they can pretty much kiss their chances uh, goodbye. The next one, Memphis and New Orleans. Obviously, we know that game's on Monday. The matchup between the Grizzlies and Pelicans looms larger than any other single seeding game. Thank you. Uh, I'm glad folks recognize that. The rest of this stuff is really just going through the motions. You may have a little bit of seeding change, but nothing that's going to be as important as this. Uh, if Memphis wins that game, it will be nearly impossible for New Orleans to catch the Grizzlies and enter a play-in matchup in eighth place. It thinks. I'm going to read that again. If Memphis beats New Orleans, this uh, according to ESPN, it will be nearly impossible for New Orleans to catch the Grizzlies and get in that play-in matchup uh, in eighth place. Conversely, a Pelicans win would give them almost even chances uh, of Memphis of reaching the playoffs. And so... You see right off the bat uh, how important these are and how much they'll have to do. Because, John, I don't know about you, but if you've watched any, if you've read about any of these other teams that are playing to play, and, and, and it, it's, it's sort of like I envisioned. I know early on you thought maybe, okay, eight games, they're going to do everything they can so that when they hit these, these playoff games, they're ready to roll. But we've seen, man, in, in most of these cases, these stars are sitting. And I can't imagine Milwaukee's going to be going really hard uh, there at the end of the Grizzlies run, there at the end of the eight games, or Boston or Toronto. Maybe they are. Maybe there's still a little to be figured out with Toronto and Boston. But for the most part, after these first three, it's going to ease up uh, for the Grizzlies. And so while that schedule is, what, seventh, sixth, toughest the rest of the way, 
You get through these first three, and it's going to lighten up. So, so bring your hard hat these first three. We know they certainly look like they've got it with the way they handled Miami in that last scrimmage. But right off the bat there, um, uh, like we're saying, the, the ESPN has labeled the New Orleans-Memphis game the most important of all of the seeding games. And then you've got the clearly important one uh, tomorrow with Portland. So, And if Portland loses that one, they're likely out. So I'm excited about it. You're probably hearing my voice. Brad is too. We've got you. You know, going to have you set on 92.9 here yeah. starting at 2.30 tomorrow, so I don't know why you'd be anywhere else. NBA's back and so yeah, are the Grizzlies. No, it's, uh, it's been quite the uh, run-up. I mean, it, look, I, I was skeptical about this, man. I was skeptical about this bubble working. I think I was probably jaded by Major League Soccer, but I think what this does show is that when you're locked in as a league, when you're locked in as organizations, and when you really truly do come together, um, man, if we, could just follow, if we could just all live in a bubble. You know, we could just all live in a bubble. We could we could eradicate the virus. Um, but what it shows is that, man, when you come together, you can, you know, you can do it. You can stamp the thing out. Um, and when you're locked in, when you're not going to places you're not supposed to be going and you're not masking up, when you do what you're supposed to be doing, you can achieve. That, that's just true of, of, of the coronavirus, Jason, and of life. Um, and, and I think the NBA has definitely led the way. They've they they wanted to complete their season, you know. They want from the jump. They wanted to come back. Um, they weren't fighting over money. They weren't fighting over X, Y, and Z. They wanted to come back and they wanted to finish their season. And it shows. I had it to. shows in in the fact that here we are. We're we're here. We made it. Now again, it's going to be interesting. I think even Brian Windhorst brought this up yesterday. Well, what about these teams that you know? it becomes very clear that that uh they're not going to go anywhere you know are they going to are they going to lax up are they going to sort of relax and i would just say it's it's going to very quickly go from 22 to 16 you know that's going to help um you'll you'll very quickly eliminate you know hundreds and hundreds of of people from this bubble because of of the playoff starting so i definitely think it will get safer i, I I'm, I'm amazed. I'm, I did not have a lot of faith in, in the bubble just because we've never – I mean, we, this is unprecedented stuff, what the NBA is pulling off. The money that it's, that it's costing the NBA, uh, the, the just, just the undertaking of daily testing, all of the stuff. It's a Disney World. My God. Um, we'll look back on this. We'll tell our grandkids about this, Jason. Oh, I have I no mean, doubt this about will it. Be, this will be one of those events that in 2020 – National Basketball Association completed its season at the Magic Kingdom. But it won't I mean, just it, it won't is, just be this. It'll be I was telling my, my wife this the other day that we'll look back on CJ's twenty twenty and the school all of us will this whole year. But this will be a this will be a big part of it. And and again tonight I, I just it's gonna feel a lot like opening night where you've got you know you you've got the goosebumps all that even tonight uh, as they get back started. I, I don't know about you. I mean I, I didn't I wasn't locked into all the scrimmage games. I watched a lot of Portland, watched a lot of Memphis, obviously, but I wasn't I wasn't paying attention to the rest of the league and sitting there watching all those games. It it, it feels like it will change tonight with everything. You know you don't have to go to run to your computer to go pull up the game. Uh, you're back on TNT at least national television and all that. So it feels like. You know, it, it, it truly feels back tonight. And and to that point, they've uh, New Orleans, I think, a three-point favorite over the Jazz. Yeah, most recently a three-point favorite. Uh, Lakers now up to four and a half over the Clippers tonight, who, uh, by the way, will not have Lou Williams uh, at least tonight. I know it doesn't matter right now for the Clippers. They're in it for the long haul. Uh, but everybody here in Memphis clearly going to be locked in on that 530 Jazz-Pelicans game. Need a Jazz win. Come on, Mike Conley, right, John? If we're ever rooting for Mike uh, since he's mm-hmm. gone, it's it's tonight, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. So uh, it would be a very, uh, a very, uh, a very good game uh, and a very good night tonight for sure uh, in the NBA. I got one more, Brad. Next story. Uh, John McCullers is currently having a uh, not just John McCullers, but the entire Shelby County Health Department is having a, uh, a task force press conference right now. And once again, they uh, they are reiterating. Uh, and again, we don't know if it was left up to them. We don't know if it was left up to the Shelby County Health Department to make a ruling on this, but. Uh, John McCullers, who is a, a, a regular on 92.9 FM ESPN with the Jeff Calkins Show, said that with the level of transmission in the community, it is not safe to go back to contact sports. So, you know, that's a that's an official ruling there. It, I mean, we, we we knew this yesterday. We knew this when we were talking about it yesterday. So that would be the next if, step, what they think, health department. There you go. Right. And even if community transmission was was where it was in, you know, May, which they, they, you know, the same task force said we do not have significant community transmission. You still would have, 
you know, questions and concerns because the surveillance is, is almost nil. You don't have surveillance. You don't have testing for these kids. And I don't know what the next step is, um, but but I continue to, to reiterate. I, I just don't know what further evidence you need right now. If you told me that as a nation, like these, these 15, 16-year-old kids could go to the CBS um, for free or for a very, very low amount of money and, and get a saliva test, you know, once a week and that would be enough. Okay. It's a lot, but <laughs> you know, it, sure. If you knock yourself out, if that's what you really want to do, but that's, we can't do that. That's not where we are right now in America. And we can get into why we're not there, but, but that's really irrelevant. Uh, it's just, this is, this is a situation and I, I do hate it for those kids. Um, I, I just, I don't see it. I, I don't see it, uh, not responsibly. And it's like we talked about yesterday. If I'm a coach, and I know I know these things because I'm I'm an adult and I'm paying attention to the media and what's going on in this country, how can I, in good faith, tell these kids to come back and play? I, I, I you can't. And if you do that, you are simply you are being disingenuous with yourself, or you're just not paying attention. I mean, because I, I think it, I, as a coach, you are responsible. For the well-being of your kids, and 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 this is one of those situations where, yeah, maybe it won't even negatively affect your kid, but it may negatively affect your that kid's, you know, mom or 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 dad or exactly. sister or aunt or, I mean, this is just so much bigger than a than a ten-game high school football season, you know. I, I feel like this is one of the easiest calls we can make. I get it. I know why we're trying to plow through with college football. I know why we're trying to plow through with NFL and NBA. I get the financial ramifications if we don't. But there are no financial ramifications. There are no long-standing, far-reaching implications if we don't have high school football this fall or if we push it back at least until October. I mean, what am I missing? <laughs> what am I missing here, Jason? Uh, not anything. It seems like a common sense. There's not much for me to add. Uh, uh, the extracurricular activities in school right now are canceled because you are virtual. Why, why is football different? I, 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 look, you guys, you guys know we love sports. Probably, probably give it much more importance than it needs. I mean, it, it's it's our jobs. But but I'm not at a point where I, I'm got, I can just throw that out. You know what I'm saying? I I, I don't understand that whatsoever. Yeah, the, the drama club can't meet because you can't be you can't be in, right. in, in campus right now. Why is football different? To your point, yep. millions aren't at stake. What's at stake with these kids is their their health and the health of the people they go back home to. And so why we would we would rush this? It doesn't make any sense to me. And 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 as far as I'm concerned, Shelby County just came down with some some the health department just came down with some common sense. It's what we thought. If 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 it's not safe enough right now for our kids to be on campus in schools, and Lord knows I want them want it to be safe enough and to get my kid back in. How are we saying it's safe enough to play a contact sport in football where the name of the game is to get as many people around the ball as possible? I, I I, it seems like common sense, and, and I'm glad the uh, the health department showed some today by announcing that. Yeah, I mean, if 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 COVID had been a thing for you uh, when you were in high school, maybe you don't break your your uh, you know your your collarbone, right? I mean, I'm sure that's probably one of those things where you wish you probably grew up in a different time because when your offensive line lets you get sacked, I mean, that was a traumatic experience. You don't want anybody else to go through that, right? No, I don't. But I, but I don't appreciate how you continue to bring it up when you didn't make not nan team, not any team. <laughs> And your and your and your education being what what team did you make, John? What what, what? I was more focused on education. I was mm -hmm. more focused the, on the, the pickup team, the pickup team at the at the in the church league. Like yeah, you didn't actually. make one school First. base. You didn't make one school base squad in your life. I did football at Snowden. Yes. I made the basketball team. Full Terry Tippett, tenth grade at White Station. Mm -hmm. I quit because I was sorry. You didn't make not Nan. not Nan. <laughs> so I'm be sitting here laughing at 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 my sports uh. You know, sports bloopers, okay? Thank you. Well, you got to admit. That should be I mean, settled. You got to admit that was pretty dirty the way they did you. But 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 without that, you would not have been around the the uh, the lactating uh, friend you had, you know? So that was a – that, and I guess that's what – I was trying know, to replace Devin Steele as the next big thing at Snowden, the next big quarterback thing. Uh, we've got that close. Yeah, yeah. We got to get our man Tim Duncan, former Tiger, uh, New Orleans AD. Let's do that, John, when we get back. Chase yeah, we'll John, do that – when we come back. Jason and John. Oh, 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 
When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. We offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. We'll even bring it out curbside. Or you can have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Only Wendy's 2 for 5 has all the chicken you crave. Choose from the crispy homestyle chicken sandwich, delicious spicy chicken sandwich, classic crispy 10-piece nuggets, or the legendary spicy 10-piece nuggets. But let's be real. You're going to get 20 spicy nugs for 5 bucks. I mean, that's what I would do. Enjoy a real deal with the Wendy's 2 for 5. We got you. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's. A la carte only. Excludes made to crave. This year, biology might be in a third-floor lab or it might be in your own kitchen. But no matter where school happens for you, Staples has everything you need at amazing prices. From the latest tech and backpacks to hand sanitizer and notebooks. This week, Apple AirPods Pro are only $1.99. You save $50 and shop any of our convenient, safe options. In-store, curbside pickup, or order online. School on, save on. At Staples. Ends 8-1-20. Limit 2 while supplies last. Curbside available in most stores. For muscle pain, body aches, to strains, Blue Emu Maximum Arthritis. It works fast and you won't stink. Its unique formula with emu oil penetrates deep to relieve arthritis pain, sore muscles, joints, and more. All law firms are not the same. There's only one Morgan & Morgan for the people. Now, back to the Jason and John Show. Jason Smith and John Martin on 92.9 FM ESPN, Memphis' sports station. All right, we're back. Jason John, 929 FM, ESPN. As promised, his name is Tim Duncan. He is now the New Orleans athletic director, former Tigers basketball forward. Y'all remember Tim, and now member of the executive committee of the Black Alliance ADs. Uh, Tim Duncan joins us now. Uh, Tim, how you doing, brother? How's New Orleans right now? Hey, Jason, what's up, man? Uh, thanks for having me. New Orleans is awesome, man. It is not as hot as it could be, which is good. It's uh, pretty quiet, and people have done a great job of wearing masks. So uh, I know we started off as one of the hot spots, and uh, while this thing still isn't under control fully, it is, uh, you know, we're in a much better place than we were. So it's good to be here, man. Tell us how the Black uh, AD Alliance came about, Tim. It's a group of more than 50 black ADs from all over the country seeking to aid in the growth, development, and elevation of black athletic administrators at the D1 level. How'd this come about, Tim? Man, it, it started almost just as a uh, Alan Green, the AD at Auburn, called about you know seven or eight of us just to talk about you know our feelings right after George Floyd died. He he just wanted a group of people who were in a similar profession to kind of download our thoughts, um, ask what are we doing on our campuses, how are we interacting with our student athletes, and from there um, we started to ask you know well what can we do to make a mark. Uh, you know, during this time, you know, I think for a lot of us, particularly black uh, people around the world, they're looking at, so how can we start to um, build things that ensure racial, equ- racial equality and social justice? So it began to grow. We started inviting more and more people, and we started to, and we thought about creating something a little bit more formally structured um, so we can uh, announce ourselves to the world and support administrators in this uh, in this business because you know only less than nine percent of all Division One athletic directors are are black and you know over uh, right at fifty percent of football play uh, student athletes and about sixty percent of basketball student athletes are black so we want to be able to show that um, we serve all student athletes but they can learn from you know black and brown people for sure. Yeah. Yeah, certainly a, a very important directive, no question about it. Um, there was some interesting news today, Tim, uh, from the NCAA, which uh, is now going to allow student athletes in all sports to wear social justice statements on their uniforms, including replacing last names with words to celebrate or memorialize people, events, or other causes. Um, what was your first thought when you saw this news, and, and how significant do you think it is for you know these young student athletes who are really on the front lines of sort of, you know, agents of change how significant is it for them to be allowed to express sort of how they feel about societal you know issues right now first i think it's awesome because uh as you mentioned they're on the front lines 
and their generation is the most diverse in the history of our country. So they've grown up a lot differently than I have or you guys have. So they're used to things that um, are, look a lot differently than what we're used to. Less segregation. It's still segregated, but less segregated than it used to be, you know, even 20, 30, 40 years ago. So I think it's awesome that the NCA, which is, a, as you know, a, a giant uh, aircraft carrier, to be able to turn around something like that. Uh, one of the first things I thought is we don't have names on the back of our jersey. So um, that'll be something that we can do. We will obviously do it. And I know our student athletes will want to do something like that. They've been, um, we've had some wonderful conversations, and I know there will be some of them who will want to take advantage of that. So we just need to figure out what that looks like. Does everyone on the team have something? Can some have something and others don't have anything? We'll have to work through those details. But overall, I think it's a uh, impactful way to create conversation. And then the most important thing is what we do from there, what we do as a department, what our student-athletes will do individually, and then as a country, what will we do? Because words on the back of the jersey, on courts and on streets, they're nice because it brings about awareness. And awareness doesn't impact change. It just lets you know that there's a problem. So from there, um, you know, what kind of programming are, you know, all of us developing? And I, I feel pretty good about the programming that we're doing here, and hopefully people are other, in other places are doing the same. I want to get your thoughts on something that happened at the beginning of this month, Tim, and I think you're, you're, you're uniquely qualified to answer the question. Memphis made the decision uh, on the football side that they're going to feature a Black Lives Matter uh, helmet decal this season. Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be right next to the conference logo on the helmet, and it's just going to say BLM, I think, with the U University of Memphis logo representing the M. This was a move uh, Ryan Silverfield, the coach, said uh, was brought on by the, the players. They wanted to do this. They wanted to express themselves, and they felt like that was the right way to go about it. And it wasn't a majority by any means, but there was some some pushback uh, from from some fans in Memphis, you know, who say, "Well, I'm a season ticket holder, and you know, I'm not going to support that because that organization is this and that organization is that." Um, it's the right thing to do, especially when your players come to you and tell you this is something they're passionate about. But as an AD, how do you balance what feels right? Um, inside and, and from a conscious perspective and from a moral perspective, how do you balance that also with the fact that you're trying to balance a budget um, and you're trying to keep people as season ticket holders, especially in as uncertain times as we're living in, you know, I know it's a, it's a very difficult fine line. How do you balance decisions like that, Tim? Well, first I think, um, Again, uh, BLM stickers and, and those things are great for awareness. And our student-athletes, um, they have a passion for that piece of it. So I think if that's what they're really passionate about, and I'm supposed to serve student-athletes, that's why I'm here. I liken it to when I played basketball. When I played basketball, not very well, mind you. My job was to set picks and get rebounds and play defense. I loved that role. I still think I'm in that role today. My job is to clear the way for our coaches and student-athletes to be successful. That is the role of an athletic director. Now, sometimes that put me that puts me in a public light, and I have to do things that you know people look at you know aspirationally. But I still look at me as a as an undersized power forward who's out there trying to set picks and get the stars open because that's what we do. And if that's the case, then how can I look at them and serve them and not do what we think is right? And when you do the right thing, it's not going to be easy, and there are going to be people who oppose that. So. I don't think that we should be beholden to people who don't want to see progress because, I mean, it's been – I mean, we haven't had racial equality, and that's what we're striving for. And that's all what we're asking to do, and that's what all Black Lives Matter is asking. Matter – I saw a T-shirt the other day. Matter should be the minimum. Matter should be the minimum. So the fact that we're discussing that is shows how far we have to go. So I think you have to – you have to take that into account. And from what I understand, there's been an anonymous donor who stepped up. It's interesting that it's anonymous. And I'm happy <laughs> that someone stepped up. But it is interesting that it's anonymous. Uh, a donor stepped up and said that they would match whatever that was lost. And I think when you make right decisions like that, regardless of if, if you're able to recoup it financially, it's the right thing to do. And you, I have to be able to look at those student-athletes. I was one. I have to be able to look at them and say, I am doing my best to serve you and your needs and help you with your growth to become productive Americans and productive citizens. And, and if that, you know, causes us to 
lose some revenue. I understand, and we'll do our best, and we'll do our damnedest to make it up on another end. Oh, true leaders, Tim. That's what they do. They clear the way for others, and that's that you've done that uh, ever since in, in your position there, but but also very vocally uh, since George Floyd's murder. Uh, you talked about, you told a story of being racially profiled. I know you talked about that a little bit with Parrish on his show, and, 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 and man, it was moving, uh, Tim. I, I, I'm curious, since what kind of reaction have you gotten from that? Because I, because I have to think this, Tim, you telling your story helped someone else be able to tell theirs that maybe wasn't, you know, hey, should I say this or not, at a time where I think, Tim, we really needed to be hearing those stories because we needed to be listening as a nation. Just what kind of response have you gotten to telling that story? Because uh, it feels like it's opened the door for a lot of others to tell theirs. Jason, it has been, man. It's been overwhelming. Yeah, man. Uh, first, there's been over 25,000 views on YouTube. And, I mean, who would have thought that I would have over 25,000 awesome, views on YouTube on something I just wanted to talk to my student-athletes about. But I've gotten calls and, and, and uh, interview requests from all over the country. I spoke to the mayor of Newton in the town that I lived, the, the, the chief of police who ended up resigning. They have a civil rights officer. And the, the, the Massachusetts attorney general, who is a rising star politically called me wow. we had a wonderful conversation in about 30 minutes she played basketball at harvard she knows allison feaster you know one of their best players ever and we yes. talked about that and we talked about change and how difficult it is and um so yeah it's been overwhelming but you're right because i've lived in you know six seven eight nine cities you know through my life uh since i've left memphis um since i left memphis after college People everywhere that I've worked with at Russell Athletic, at R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Companies, and now at the you know five previous institutions that I worked to before here, before working here, call, have called or emailed or posted on Facebook that Tim, wow, this I never thought something like this would happen to you. And my standard response is, when you're a black male, you have to expect this is ha this happen. Amen. I was talked to by my father, which Jason, I'm sure your father talked to you. I've talked to my kids about how to remain super respectful. But I wish that I could not be respectful to a policeman and not have to wear fear for my life. You know, I I've seen video, and we've all seen them, of, of, of people that don't look like us who are able to, <laughs> you know, speak their peace to policemen in a way that I wouldn't even imagine how that goes down. So, um, yeah, we have a long way to go, but it, it, it definitely has reached people, I think, because I'm just an everyday, everyday guy. So and they, they aren't, aren't able to say that, you know, I'm a, I'm a criminal. Um, because the, you know, the story, usually they try to undermine the credibility of the person who sure. is stopped or harassed or killed. So that it, it was a little bit more difficult for people to do that to me, and the people who know me um, were able to resonate because of that. I was able to resonate with them because of that, brother. That's incredibly moving, brother, and and we so appreciated uh, you telling that story. What, what what is your what is your gut tell you, Tim? Is in terms of today, July thirtieth. 2020 are, are we starting basketball on time are we pushing it back i know there's a lot of variables that you've got to consider but in terms of what your gut says today are we going to be able to pull this off this fall uh my gut with basketball is it'll start in january that's my gut um i just think i think i think we'll probably try we as a, just an entity will probably try football uh i don't know if it'll be if, if we'll have the uh, intestinal fortitude to complete it um but i think we'll try but with basketball we had a conference call with the CFO and the NCAA, and she said we have to have a men's basketball tournament this year, right. yeah. or the you know the apple cart can tip over. So I'm confident that we will have a tournament. I don't know what it looks like. I've seen that people have talked about 96 teams, 128, or whatever that number is, mm -hmm. teams. But I, I think that we'll end up being just conference with basketball, and that's going to hurt a school like us because we you know we get guarantee games from from institutions. However, that is secondary compared to. Um, you know, our safety of our student-athletes and being able to have the entire enterprise be successful at the tournament. You got so much I mean, on your – go ahead, John. I was going to ask, I just sort of uh, 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 off the beaten path a little bit, but, but you know, just here in Memphis with, with Penny Hardaway, you know, and I know you, you have your own sort of, um, you know, you got your whole department you're looking after down there, but here in Memphis it, it does feel like Penny is entering a pretty crucial year three and he's he's made a lot of noise. Just sort of from, from your perspective, um, what have you thought from what you know about the Penny Hardaway era at Memphis and how he's doing? 
Or I thought Penny. I think Penny. I mean, we just have to remember a couple of years ago where we were when Penny took over the job with Tubby, and Tubby is a fantastic coach, but it just wasn't the best fit for Memphis. So I mean, we're at the lowest of the low of uh, in attendance and excitement, and just you know, just caring about the sport. It matters. The reason why there are multiple radio stations and every day in the commercial appeal and now the Daily Memphian that re- that is talking about the Tigers every day because people care about it. And when you care about something, you want that type of passion. So people have that passion now. And when you have passion, people are going to be opinionated on the types of job that you do. I get that. Penny gets that. He embraces it. I'm, I'm surprised that they are allowing him to go into his last year of the contract. And I assume, I don't know, um, you know, the leadership over there anymore, but I assume that that's something that they're working on. And, you know, I'll be glad when that happens because I, uh, that can be used against him in recruiting. And I think he's warranted time to be able to come back and, um, you know, keep this thing going. And I think we're going in the right direction with the, um, with the announcement about Musa. And then with Arterio Morris, I mean, I have some friends in Dallas who are in high school coaches, and they've told me about how talented that kid is. So, I mean, the, the train is, keeping, is keep on rolling. We have the youngest team in the nation, was topped in the nation defensively. I mean, I don't know what more you can ask for. Yeah, yeah, we wish we could have won a few more games. But you're starting primarily freshmen and sophomores. That's true. So, at the end of the day, Prime freshmen really don't know that much about college basketball, regardless of how talented they are. They know they're talented, and they think they can come in and just win without really going through the grind. So, um, you know, I'm waiting for the big announcement that I know will come at any day now. Tim, how are you doing this? With everything that's on your plate, you're a leader down at New Orleans, down there as the athletic director. you got the pandemic and all those questions. <laughs> we got everything the country's going through. How are you looking like you can still get on the court and run up some pick and roll with Penny, man? <laughs> Well, I appreciate it, man. Part of doing the co- of the of the pandemic, I, I have gotten into my workouts a lot more consistently. I see. And you know, tried to be tried to stay in shape. And then you know, I, I try to read a lot and keep in touch. And the University of Memphis, man, is a passion. I went to campus school over there. So starting in 1976, I went to campus school and I went to practices with and saw Alvin Wright and I saw Bertie uh, Sales when he was assistant coach. My dad went to high school with Larry Finch when he was assistant coach. So I grew up loving that program from the time I could, you know, barely walk. And I was fortunate enough to be able to go there and play. So, I mean, w- watching and keeping up with Memphis, particularly basketball, is a, is, is, is a passion. It's something that comes naturally because it's always been there. So keeping up with them, the Tigers, just like many people in that city, is I'm, I'm the hugest fan there is. So that's why I'm so excited about the direction. I'm glad that football's going well with Coach Silverfield, and I'm happy that men's basketball is and all the other sports. So, yeah, I'm really excited just to be from Memphis, and I wear that proudly everywhere I go. You know we're big fans of yours, brother, and your work. No question. Thank Tim, you. thanks for the time as Thank always, you for this, man. Jason, John, thanks a lot, man. I love it. Man, call me, and let's, let's get together again at some point soon. Sounds good, man. Yep. Is Tim Duncan, New Orleans uh, athlete director, former University of Memphis basketball player. Um, yet again, another uh, submission for January, Jason, for college basketball. Oh, you, he said he said what we what you'd said, John. Is, you know, there's got to be a tournament. Yeah. You know, that, that, to hear that come from an AD, just yep. sort of, it, it's everything we've said. They're they're not yep. they cannot afford to miss another March Madness. So I mean, he, he confirmed what you've been saying all along. Um, they will they start, will figure it out. Figure, figure it out. Probably start late, and and but you'll have some form of tournament, however it looks, and um, you know that's you you hope too, and and the expectation should we do what we're supposed to do that we're in a much yep. better place with cases and everything can go off safely, and so well, because yeah. here's the truth, the NCAA tournament is a pseudo bubble because yeah. you're 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 Smaller staying ones, right? in that you're staying in that place for mm-hmm. an entire weekend. I get your point. You know. And and you're not, you know, flying here to, you know, and, and you have several days before, you know, you basically have a week off from each round. So the way it would work is you would just test leading up, test when you get. Um, and uh, and it's very simple. If your team comes down with it, you're you're disqualified from the tournament. It, it, it just is what it is. And that team, the team that, you know, you were scheduled to face just moves on. That's the only way you can do it. But I actually think. An insular tournament is pretty easy to pull off because it's just a it's just a series of of bubbles that you're that you're in and well, you're not traveling week to week well, uh, you know or, or three times in one week you're just going to one site. Uh, and, and, and my name ain't Jason Fauci, but from what I'm I'm reading, isn't there a chance too, John, that you're in a better place with testing? 
you know, by that time in terms of how quickly you can get the turnaround. You know, it's it's we're all making progress on this thing. And I've just been reading a, a little bit about a quicker test that, you know, people are after right now and folks are after to get done. And so I just wonder, too, you've seen the, the progression we've made here over the months in terms of our knowledge of this thing, how we deal with it, the testing thing. Lord knows it's been it's been bad. It's been better. It's been bad again. But I just wonder, too, John, with those months, you buy that time, you push it back to then. If you can be in a little bit pl- uh, better place with testing where it's easier, right, where it's easier for college athletes. You know, they're, they're, it's, they're, they're having to partner with labs all that right now. But the hope is that it's even easier then, right, so you can do that, you know, just just more assured that's just more assuredly that you're doing it safely. Hopefully we're in an even better place with testing by that point whenever we do finally Absolutely. start this up. But I'm with Tim I mean, that I think, I think I, it, it makes sense to, to push back and but but still have it. Yeah, it's a reasonable uh it's a reasonable, I think, expectation. Oh, yeah, so yeah. uh there you go. All right, uh, we will come back. Jeff Cog is gonna join us at one twenty five. We will talk to him about the Grizzlies and more. Jason and John Honey Turn FM ESPN. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Memphis store. It's back to school, and I have an announcement for your children's feet this tax-free weekend. Okay, feet, this school year you need to help our children stand strong. You need to support them as they transition to a new type of environment, whether they're learning at school or learning online. They need new shoes to help give them the energy and endurance to learn, run, and play under unusual circumstances. They need new balance shoes. They're designed specifically for younger feet with cutting-edge technology, and they come in some pretty cool colors, too. Come to the New Balance Memphis store to get the exact fit you need. And because it's tax-free weekend this Friday through Sunday, you can save money and help local business. New Balance Memphis, located in the Cordova Town Center on Germantown Parkway behind the Outback Steakhouse. New Balance Memphis. Your feet will thank you. I'm United States Surgeon General Jerome Adams, America's doctor. And all across our nation, we've taken steps together to slow the spread of coronavirus. Now we must continue to take personal responsibility to protect ourselves and our loved ones. Because even though not all of us risk a severe case of coronavirus, we all risk getting it and spreading it to others, maybe without even realizing that we're sick. So if we want to get back to school, back to work, back to worship, and back to overall health. There are things our country needs to do. We need to follow state and local guidelines, take extra precautions if at higher risk, wash our hands frequently, stay six feet from others when we can, and when we can't stay six feet from others, please, I'm begging you, wear a face covering. These small actions will make a big difference. So I'm asking you to say it with me, America. Coronavirus stops with me. You can learn more at coronavirus.gov. Produced by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services at taxpayer expense. Introducing Yamaha's 2020 family of super sport motorcycles, available at Performance Plus Yamaha. Whether it's the enhanced performance of the R1M and R1 or the razor-sharp handling of the R6 or R3, Yamaha has the sport bike for you. To find out more about the 2020 family of Yamaha super sport motorcycles, visit YamahaMotorsports.com and see them at Performance Plus Yamaha, all designed to propel you into the future of our world. Performance Plus Yamaha, Pleasant View Road in Memphis, online at PerformancePlusCycles.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Most people know that Mr. Clean Magic Eraser removes crayon and scuff marks from walls, but did you know it even cleans tough kitchen and bathroom messes that are sometimes tough to tackle? Just wet, squeeze, and erase. Gray soap scum on your bathtub. Erase cloudy hard water spots in your shower. Erase burnt on stovetop messes. So for all your tough kitchen and bathroom messes, try Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. Sometimes our food is more than just food. It's an integral part of our community. So this year, Discover is giving $5 million to support black-owned restaurants. To places like Rodney Scott's Barbecue in Charleston, Post Office Pies in Birmingham, Back in the Day Bakery in Savannah, and hundreds more places in your local community all across the country. Learn how you can show your support at discover.com. Now, back to the Jason and John Show. Jason Smith and John Martin on 92.9 FM ESPN, Memphis' sports station. Hey, hey, hey. 
Jeff Cox is going to join us at 1.25. Looking forward to catching up with him. Over at TPC Southwind, which is just about uh, mm. uh, half a mile from me, Jason. Um, in oh, my, in my oh, new, uh, yeah. crib. You know, oh, okay, uh, Mr. Ball. Wait, hold up. What, what zip that? code is that? That's the, that's three eight one three eight big dog. I'm not sure all Whoa. listeners were aware of that. And it's sort of like that. I think most listeners were mm -hmm. aware. Well, you no. would just you would just kind of like drop subtle hints here and there. You know, I don't talk about the small home anymore, that kind of thing. But I don't think you had made it official. You're basically living at TPC Southwind now, huh? Congratulations, brother. That's great, man. Man, you have leveled up. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you, you like very job. much. I tell you what, um, not quite that. Can much. you see Phil um, from your home where you're at, from the back porch, or what? Lefty's yeah, got a couple of birdies. Phil, what's going Did on, you see man? that uh, Bryson DeChambeau is two under right now? Yeah, so we have a we have a uh, a five way tie uh, at the top uh, over at uh, at the WGC, and these names I got to tell you, these are some names that even I recognize. <laughs> so I'm excited <laughs> about this. Phil Mickelson, uh, the home. It's it's about time for Phil to win this, right? My God, yeah. I mean, the guy from a karmic perspective has been trying to win it for the last decade, and he can he can, he can't help himself. But he is tied up to, up top right now with Bryson DeChambeau, who apparently is uh, not a nice guy. I gather not a very nice guy. Maybe like a heel of, what, of what, the is PGA. That, is that Tour. why I know Jeffrey Wright doesn't like him very yeah. much? Is that is that the deal? Jeffrey's sort of I'm, our golf insider, isn't he? Would you say that? Oh, no question about it. He knows that course inside and out. What do you what think, like. John? I mean, is it's I I think DeChambeau is he, he got pumped up. There yeah. was allegations of there was sort of this steroid yeah. sort of hinting John going on. John put on twelve and dude put on like thirty. <laughs> like he looks like he's on the roids. Muscle. No yeah. disrespect. It, it looks like he's on something. And he, he absolutely yeah, so, mashes the uh, ball. This is a yeah. great uh, golf update, John. <laughs> this is yeah. good so far. I, this so, is the best part of the show. So I, 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 know, I like I just, it. I recognize the names. I'm just happy about this. <laughs> like, uh, this, is, this is huge. Uh I oh, DeChambeau is number one in the, in the FedEx Cup standings. Hey Look at you, fact. <laughs> He's killing it, Jason. Um, I know my boy Ricky Fowler. I feel like Ricky Fowler never wins, but he's, like, always on TV. Like, we like Ricky Fowler, but mm -hmm. he never – does he ever win? Yeah, like, what, he wins. It, oh, he does win? Okay. Yeah. I, I, how many – has he ever won a major? Let me go research. I'm going to take he, a guess that Fowler's got one major. I could be wrong. I, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm completely guessing. He came in second in the uh, in the Give Masters in 2018. He's got one. No, He's got one? That, if it's that second in the Masters, then I might be wrong. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. He had that chance there. He uh, was, um, yeah, second in the Masters. He is not. Major. You're He's right. He has not won a major, major. No, John. It. John has nailed it. And John so far is two for two on our golf <laughs> update. <laughs> Well, Holy make, crap! He's, he's he nailed this. Let's make. I it. feel like we give a little bit too much attention to Ricky. I'm gonna be honest. He hasn't won a major. He needs to win a major. Now, is there a group going off later, John? <laughs> that you're most looking forward to teeing off? They're all about uh, out no, there I, now. I, I suppose. I, I treat all I'll see my, if you go three uh, three here. Yeah. Pull no. some other names out. Yeah. No, I, I treat all my golfers the same, Jason. I, I love them all equally. Um, which is to say not <laughs> at all. But, uh, but Ricky Poulter. Fowler's tied for one. Uh, Mark Leishman, who I, I, I think I've, I've seen him before somewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, my man Byung Hoon An is, uh, is also ooh, tied ooh, there up top ooh. with right. uh, with the rest of this. So, this is, uh, listen, it That's would be best great golf for uh, done. Yep. Uh, it would be great for the WGC if, uh, and specifically, I mean, the event here in Memphis, if, if Phil wins it, because I mean, he's, he loves Memphis. He loves his event. And I, I believe in good things happen. He, did he get caught up in some insider stuff maybe a few years ago? I can't remember what happened, but, but he's mostly considered a good guy and he's been really cool to Memphis. And so, you know, I'm pulling for Phil. It would be great for this event. And, and I, I will say we didn't get, we didn't touch on this yesterday, but, but it's time to drop the pipe dream of Tiger coming to this event, right? If oh, he's not my, you want to go here. Wow, that's Woo. He's not coming this year. Man. Why would he come next year? Aren't the Olympics happening next year? Um, and, and don't we expect him to oh. – wasn't that the whole thing? With this year, he probably he might not come because of the Olympics or whatever the case may be. So, like, I mean, do, does anybody really hold out hope for Tiger? I mean, and I, this, this event, by the way, doesn't need Tiger. It would be great to have him. Um, but I, I just don't – I don't think the guy's going to play. I don't know what his issue is with Memphis. But, you know, of, of all the years to play, I thought this might have been the one with everything. There's, you don't have to worry about no fans. You don't have to worry about none of that. You just play. And he didn't play. You know, I just feel like there's always going to be something with him that that prevents him from playing in this event, and and that's a shame. But but we don't need Tiger. That's where I'm at. That's my official stance. I, I'm not going to go too hard again. I'd still love for him to come, but it's not. It's no longer what it felt like would be the you know 
uh, Memphis sports history game changer having him here. You know what I mean? Like, like, that, like it felt like it would have been, uh, particularly if you'd caught him in his prime. What's he, 44 now? You're talking about next year, John. I guess uh, I don't have his birthday in front of me, but assuming he could be 45 at that point. And, uh, why, you know, why? I, I guess I would ask in terms of holding out. Yes, I'm. Uh, am I still holding out some hope that eventually he'll come? Sure, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not waiting with bated breath on it anymore. If you know what I mean, like you know, we, we've done this. Oh, if he's ever going to come, it, two years ago. Now it's WGC. Oh, he, lo- he these events. They, they're they're so important to him. Of course he'll be there. And you get to the point now where it becomes okay. His health or, or is the major a week ahead? And and you know, it, at, at, you kind of drive yourself crazy. It's like I envision your dog chasing its own tail. You know, around and around, <laughs> hoping that Tiger Woods comes to this thing, and you made the best point. It doesn't need him anymore. Well, uh, uh, the place was packed last year when you when you had who was it, Kepka and our boy McElroy down the stretch, and what was you know as good as golf gets basically when you got two of the yeah, top absolutely. guys going head up. Nobody missed Tiger last year. Sure, there are Memphians that have long wanted him to come. Would have been nice, but you had a major, huge event last year. Best thing outside of a major, as far as I can tell. And you made the best point. You don't need him anymore like you really used to. Used to be where if you just got lefty, John, you had a great event because you got one of the top golfers. Right. You got right. the 50 best now. So it's not yep. a deal where you need him as much as you did to make a headline. No, this thing makes headlines as it is. Uh, I'd love for him to come, John. I'm still going to root for him. Uh, to come that Memphis gets that at some point, but it ain't going to be the game changer that it once was. This guy's no longer in his prime, and there's just, you know, it, it, it becomes tiring after a while of, of sitting here saying, hey, man, what, what about Tiger when you've clearly got uh, uh, one of the best things outside of the majors right here in Memphis? To, uh, be proud of it already. You know, it's already it run It used to, to be a big deal. I mean, Jordan Spieth being in this thing would have been a big deal. Spieth, I guess yes. it is a big deal, but he's not. He's kind of fallen off as, he, young, as a young guy. He has. He has. Or, I mean, or he just hasn't little... lived up, I think, is the way. Well, You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 